you ready for start time? Let's find out. Ready? Let's go. I have. But no, yeah, like, Muppet Christmas Carol is, like, literally one of the greatest Christmas movies of all time. Literally because of that um, stupid uh, song with uh, Michael Caine, like, where he goes all mental with, like, the shoulders. I don't know it. Really? I was deprived of Christmas as a child. Oh, (laughs) That was sad. (laughs) Okay. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Um, it feels weird that I haven't like seen you since the last time we did this, because normally I get like at least one or two training sessions in with you before we... That is true. Yeah, it's a bit weird, right? Got the sniffles. I was vomiting so bad at work the other day, it was disgusting. <laughs> yeah, what happened? My manager is literally like, keep the noise down. <laughs> I was like, alright. Why are you vomiting? Yeah, I was I would, like projectile vomiting, I couldn't even tell you. It was like, oh, I shouldn't say that. What, that you shit yourself? No, I didn't shit myself. It was like, every time I ate, I threw up. Nice. It's not good, though. You're looking good, though. Yeah, I'm looking so skinny. (laughs) No, I'm talking about the, uh... (laughs) Like, the lazy lumberjack look. Mm. It's a lumberjack (laughs) that went to a farm. (laughs) Farmerjack. That is the look look I'm going for today. It is a beautiful look. You've, You've done well. I'd say the same, but you've generally just got a grey tracksuit on, so... I'm uh, trying to match my personality at the moment. Honestly, like, I got home from work. Like, I um, I dressed up a little bit today. I wore a dress. Did you? I did, yeah. Mm. I know, it doesn't happen very often. I had my um my work Christmas due last Thursday, and um, it's why I, I haven't really trained since, like, Thursday last week. I went last Hungover. night. Huh? Hungover. <laughs> no, I don't really drink. Um, but like, I don't know, since I started jujitsu, I don't really like glam up. I don't really dress up like nice or anything. Like my daytime attire is mostly hobo-esque. Like you would, you would definitely think I was almost homeless if you saw me on the street. Um, so like, she sometimes walks around with a cardboard box touched to her back. It's not even that fancy. It's not even a box. It's just a, a, a sheet of cardboard that I can put on the ground. It looks like I'm either going to do some break dancing or I'm going to be sleeping rough. <laughs> um, but no, like, uh, I used to be really hung up on it. Um, like, at the beginning of my social transition, like, I thought there was lots of stuff that I needed to do to be feminine. And, like, um, one of the, the, the great um equalizers of jujitsu is you get to recognize and um define what femininity is to you um at least that's something that i gained from it like um i just remember i got tired of having to redo my wake up after a lunchtime class oh <laughs> it's horrendous yeah so i, was thinking, I, you I, know what? I was actually thinking the same today in the sense that you know why you see more boys in shape than you do women? Mm. Because once you go to the gym and you've sweated it out to have a good session, you need to redo your hair and makeup. Mm. I just get in there, quick shower, sorted. Yeah. It's a... Uh, oh, my... Um, it's a sexist sorry, my, culture. 
my nose is running so bad and my eyes are just wanting to run as well. Do you need some tissue or some shit? No, I'm, I'm using your room rug. Oh, yeah, do that. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Just, yeah. yeah there's geese the and there as well. Just grab some clothes from behind you. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there have been the same clothes on that line since I visited. Every single time you've ago. come over, yeah. <laughs> Like that that one doesn't change ever. I'm just too lazy to empty it. Like there's some uh, like some of the jujitsu stuff's moved over to it now, so that comes off when I need like clothes to wear. But like it generally doesn't change at all. I'm just too lazy to take it off the line. <laughs> I just take it off when I wear it. <laughs> and you've seen the state of my room. There's no room to put it. <laughs> I need to clear out my clothes. Um. Cool. It is recorded. I was really worried for a moment there. We we weren't going to catch all this bullshit. <laughs> hey, welcome to the bullshit show. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it's really weird. Like especially transitioning, like from uh, like being socialized male to to female, because you have to adopt a certain beauty standard. At, did we talk about this last week? Yeah. I'm going to fucking stop talking about it then. Ugh. Ugh. You must be really getting to you. What? Cordial. Beauty standards for women. It does. It really irks me. Um, oh, so as you can see, I do not abide by beauty standards. <laughs> oh, shut up. <laughs> when it look comes at you. To you look fucking glorious. Um. Anyway. Uh, I've got a few things I want to talk about this week. Um, The first one I want to talk to you about is uh, teaching bullies jiu-jitsu. Like, a lot of the time you see these stories about um, kids who have been bullied and, like, they're taught jiu-jitsu and then their life turns around and all of this. But, like, what's the converse to that? Like... Do you think that jiu-jitsu would have a positive impact on the like a bully or do you think that they would start to use that in their machinations let's say Um I've worked to fight for peace like where there's been gang members that have walked in and learned martial arts and I think and they they're not bullies they're just mm. youths on a different path to privileged people um but i think it's about you as a coach and how you teach and if you really put in the philosophy of how what martial arts is meant to be and the root cause of discipline respect only used in the dojo then there should be no harm um i don't think it's so much i think if you're a bully and you come to martial arts it helps i think Mm. the issue actually is is if you're um, a very, if you've got an ego, mm. that's when it becomes a problem. Yeah, because if you've got an ego who already thinks you're the dog's bollocks, mm. and then you get all this, you know, all this ability where you continue to think you're the dog's bollocks, that's the issue. Right. I don't think there's so much because I've I've worked with school groups and it's very easy. To notice who are the bullies and really mm. belittle them on the mat. Yeah. Because um, it's always been my experience that bullies 
tend to, uh, especially like in uh, younger people, bullies tend to, like their personalities reflect their situation at home quite yeah. a lot. So Just... if they have a disruptive home life, they're going to act out in school, which leads to them uh, being put into confrontation with others. Yeah. Like like you said, um, jiu-jitsu and other martial arts kind of offer a child like that structure and discipline that they didn't previously have. Mm-hmm. But like, do you think that that structure and discipline, like especially if it's uh, a habit that's been formed and it's a reputation that that child has, do you think that those... Um, behaviors would change the further they get into jujitsu especially yeah. if they chose to do a sport it, or martial art if you them. look at it in the sense where bullying is bullies tend to be from a trauma have trauma yeah. with them when bob bjj helps trauma mm. in my opinion so i think whatever they're holding in them to need to bully will come out on the mat in mm. other ways um whether that's through like getting you know the endorphins or getting rid of some anger or whatever is needed Mm. um i think it it is one of them it all depends on the person the circumstances yeah because but i think regardless whether you're the victim or the perpetrator yeah um i think martial arts is a good journey for you Mm. in that respect it's a great escape for most yeah. people. And I think because everyone's equal on the mat, um, I think it's really... I think it's good for people who are bullies or mm. everyone... Because it really like sort of drops them down a couple of pegs. Mm. Um, but, you know, you can get bullies who are coaches. Yeah. And if you have a bully whose coach is a bully... <laughs> You got team bullies. Yeah. You only need to watch Karate Kid and see how it can go all go so wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah. I think it all comes down to the coach. Um, yeah, I think massively down to the coach. You got some good coaches, some bad coaches, and some all right. Um. I don't know, like, it's a weird one. It is a weird one. It is a weird one. Juan. Juan. Whip. Cool whip. Cool whip. Like, I think I disagree with the statement that um, everybody's equal in like martial arts and jiu-jitsu and stuff because like I don't think there's any this is just my own personal experience I don't think there's any circumstance in which any person is equal like equality is almost impossible to achieve because there are always going to be um, like a million different factors at play like mm. it's a good equaliser but I don't think it yeah kind of it eradicates inequality because then it just there's a different standard to the equality i get what you're saying but if you 
go as a coach if you go into the philosophy of everyone on your mat you treat as equal regardless yeah. of rank yeah. and build you will push down that atmosphere into your yeah academy and fighters and yeah i if... think that's why it's important like although yeah we can't hide away from inequality and we can't hide away from people's personal opinions that they will bring on the mat i think um it is important to sort of really stem that equality into the mat and say like look we're all equal we're all teammates we're all um wearing we're just here we're all just wearing a gi and Mm. we're all just learning and partaking yeah whereas if they're who you are or what you are you don't treat anybody differently yeah Whereas, like you said before, if their mentality was um, your status within the gym is dictated by the belt that you wear around your waist, mm. like that introduces a hierarchical structure of uh, respect and, well, respect. Respect's another weird thing. Like, a lot of people say respect needs to be earned. There's a comfortable balance between um, respecting belt and rank structures because, but there's a line to be drawn under that. Like, I don't know who said it, but I'm always positive it's a common phrase. Like, uh, like respect needs to be earned. Like, I don't, I don't, buy into that philosophy because the way I see it like respect is like uh, innocence like it's yours until you're proven you're not worthy of it yeah I agree in that sense where I respect anyone and it's up to them where whether they yeah have it taken away yeah so um, in that respect yes everyone on the mat would be treated equally because they all respect one another mm-hmm. and if they are proven to not respect one another then fuck them exactly in their faces not literally not in a sexual way just no not like that they don't deserve that no they, they don't deserve, they deserve that. that privilege <laughs> that gratification well um we got a question sent through didn't we yeah um it was about training in other gyms that's what i was going to go on to next oh sorry i'm like Skipping ahead. I know, I know. So essentially, uh, user submitted a question regarding training in two places. Uh, the question was, have you faced any issues from your gyms regarding training at other gyms? Is your gym okay with you training at other gyms? And when you compete, who do you compete under? Um, so, like, they're getting really good training in both places, only, like, both gyms offer different things to her training. Like, they're both helping to improve her game. And she's got mixed feelings about the situation. Uh, So, like, do you travel a lot? Like, do you train a lot in different places? Or is it only now that you've left uh, Birmingham that you travel to other gyms and stuff and start? I'd say this is quite, like... a, A... good question for me in the sense of I still it's hard like I haven't competed yet and Mm. who am I competing under am I like um 
everyone knows I, I'd, you know, moved from my job and then I had to try and settle into a team. Mm. And then I'm training at Inspire and, um, you know, I moved from GB Birmingham and I don't know, like, I've always, in my head, it's like, yeah, like, um, I'm GB, like, I always am GB. Yeah. Like, and it's, it's hard because I have that thing there where I love that team that's where I've started my journey that's where I'm a perp about I'm yeah. a perp about under Bravo Esteema um and who's that <laughs> <I've>, <laughs> you know and I've found this new team now where I enjoy it it's a nice atmosphere um I can continue while you know where I am now and my new home and um but I haven't got to that I don't know how it would feel for me to take off that GB gitty mm. and start wearing the legacy stuff. And I'm not saying I wouldn't, but I haven't had that official conversation with mm. everyone yet. I haven't had the conversation does with David, need, Mauricio. Does it need to or... be official? Because like, if you're paying your dues at this new gym, mm-hmm. at Inspire, are you still paying dues at uh, GB? yeah no so like the the loyalty that you have for uh gb is like strictly based on uh everything that you've learned until now this is your Mm -hmm. experience it's all of your um progression up until now and like you found yourself at a crossroads where you're not technically under gb but you're also uh, not sure where you fit in in this new place. And like, like for me, it's a bit more simple because I've always classed um, the guys at Total as like my home base. Yeah, they're who I'll always fight under. Um, and like, I go train in loads of different places, and. I get to improve uh, based on that experience, but I always go back to them. They're my foundation. Because yeah. um, this is what I'm saying is like when I was at GB, I'd still go train at different places. Yeah. Um, but I was at GB on a regular basis. Yeah. I was still going to them. Whereas this, the thing, my main gym now is Inspire because. I can't get back to GB, but right. when I am back, I will go. Mm. Um, but it's about say who you're getting graded under. Yeah, that's that's, that's the, the issue. main thing. And the thing is now is what's happening at the moment is who would, who would I get graded under? Because I'm not a GB to be able to get graded. So technically, as soon as you know I'm better and in the new year and that, I'll probably be ending up getting graded under. David and that because yeah. that's where you're training yeah because it's it makes sense to yeah yeah like um, they're the ones who see your progression they're the ones who you're training under most exactly and it's hard because I you know I wanted all my career to be in the same place with an under Braulio but I'm sure Braulio knows that and that you know it will be hard to for the first time I compete is to step out not in GB stuff but I know that um David's really cool like he his 
Mm. You know, I I still train in all my GB stuff, don't I, on the mats yeah. and that. And um, I don't know whether he'd turn around and that. That's why I kind of feel at the moment I need a conversation about it. Yeah. So when I'm a bit more settled um, and training regularly at Inspire, I have a chat with Dave and see what his vision is for this and how it's going to yeah. work and and then just relay that to Braulio out of respect. Yeah. I know I don't need to. I don't need to do it. I could just do whatever the fuck I want, but um, uh, for me... It's respect. It's respect. Like, I like respecting the people that have helped me and Hang on a minute. Me. We need to stop. Hispect. 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 It's all about hispect. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> don't speak to me. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so what were the other questions in there? <laughs> so, um, like, th- they wanted to know, like, when you're in a situation where you're not training at one gym specifically, like, who do you compete under? Um, and, like, my advice on that question would be, who do you expect to get graded under? Like, yeah. a, l- a lot like your situation. Yeah. Like, you need one as a base, and they're the ones who are going to mark your progress. They're the ones who are going to essentially rank you up. And then the other gym will be uh, supplementary, in my opinion. I know you're looking at me like, did you just use the word supplementary? Yes, I did. Like, (laughs) look, I can't help but use fancy language. (laughs) I'm a fancy person. (laughs) So academic. I know, I know. I'm so academic. Um, but yeah, like it, it also like begs the question about like the old crayonch question. Is it crayonch? Oh, I don't know. Don't Why ask not? me this shit. Why not? Very uneducated. You're uneducated. Okay. So essentially a crayonch is someone who goes to train at other gyms. They're considered, uh, what's it called? Not betrayer. There's another word for it. Deserter. I just think it's so it's an old fashioned mindset to have because I think it like do you know it the the term itself comes from a I think it's a Portuguese soap opera it's a character <laughs> who is just what, like neighbours yeah um, it was just a character who was just untrustworthy mm. who's that Sorry. <laughs> I wish. I wish she was my girlfriend. Um, Did she go on that date? No. <laughs> um. So yeah. The... <laughs> I would cut it oh, out. Why is my but... dad calling? Me? Oh my god. Fucking hell! I'm a wanted woman. Hang on. That's it. No, this. like let's just have him on air. Hey. Hey, Dad. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I told him to savage you up. Sorry. You're live on air at the moment um, on a podcast. But, uh, yeah, Hi, but Daddy Noons. One sec, let me... Do you want to say hey? Hello, all right. <laughs> yeah. All um, right. Tell me what's happened. Well... We had banging on the front door. When I opened it, there was the crew commander from Bromsgrove Fire Station. Yeah. Uh, and he says, Sophie's told us that we've got to keep banging your door until you come and give us some money. 
At least they didn't say, is Sophie in? Can she come out to play? (laughs) (laughs) So he said, uh, he says, so you've got to give us as much as you can to help the charity. So so we dug deep. You dug deep. That's good. Was it because Santa was coming around? Yeah, we arrived to Santa as well. Well, that's nice of you. Well, I've got to go because we're um, currently in the... We're in the middle of a heated debate. Yeah, we're in the... Okay. About Portuguese words. About Portuguese words, yeah. Okay, then, well, enjoy the uh, podcast and I'll be uh, looking forward to hearing it later. Okay. Love you, bye. Love you, bye. 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 Hi, everyone. That's Bill Moons. (laughs) DJ Bill Lee is what he used to be called. (laughs) DJ Um, Billy Noons. His name was Bill Lee. Bill Lee? Yeah, so that's, nice. that was his DJ name, Bill Lee. Nice. Did he take your mum's name then? Or is Noons his actual no, name? No, is his, but his DJ name was Bill Lee. Oh, that's nice. He's DJ for a very long time. Um, Yeah, what were we saying? So, so essentially, like, um, originally the people who went to train in different gyms, like, I think back then it was more... It was considered uh, like a betrayal to your gym because like you had a certain yeah uh, like people taught in a certain way they taught certain moves in a certain way and like you were considered. Uh, I think it's all like. I think um, all that is a bit bullshit now. Like at the end of yeah. the day, and I've always said if if it's my gym and I'm coaching, I'm like. Yeah, go train elsewhere. Like Pete, I'm, I won't know everything. Like let's mm. just go. Like experience, you get different people to roll with. Like it's good to do. Um, I think it's essential. And I think it's always good to like just know where you're from and have your root mm. sort of um, person who can bring it all together. But I think if you're someone who's training at different gyms or different things, then and you do it equally, then find out like. Which which one? Yeah, you grade. Yeah. <coughs> oh, bless me. God bless you. Yeah, which one you're gonna get graded under, and yeah, or maybe just have a chat with them. Yeah. And see what's best. Um, I don't think coaches are against it as long as you're open about it. If you like sneaking yeah. around and doing stuff, then causes issues. But. Hmm. But yeah, like I would say, just figure out which one. Like, who who would you prefer to get your belt from? Like, that's kind of what I would do. Like... But oh, at the same time, it's not so much about who, you, who you'd prefer to get your belt from. It's where you most feel... Comfortable. Uh, comfortable, and where you'll probably be long-term and... Well, yeah, and that's yeah. where you... Surely that's who you'd prefer to get your belt from. Not really. Some, a lot of people like getting their belts from people for the name, don't they? Ah, yeah, you're right. Ah, that's weird. See, I want to, like, personally, I would love if my journey took an extra, like, five, maybe ten years, and I was able to get my black belt from Hayley. Like, that would literally be my dream. I've said that, though. I've said um, that I want my black belt from Laura. Yeah. I've said I've said that from the start of my career. Obviously, she's a black belt now, so I think you've got to be a black belt for is it three you've got years? Three degrees, 
You need three degrees, oh, which is uh, seven and a half years. No, but mm, or nine. Is it two and a half? Is that years what per you have to have three degrees to give a black belt? Out? Yeah. Now they've uh, changed the thing from two degrees to three degrees. No, but I think I think they're going to go to four soon as well. See, I don't. I think as long as you've got permission. Oh yeah, you can get permission from uh, your black belt to hand it out. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. So Braulio, because I know Braulio gave permission to Bradley to award Laura her black belt, mm. but it was obviously from Braulio. It's from Braulio. Yeah. Um. So does that like whilst Bradley handed her the belt, does that mean that she's a black belt under Bradley or a bra- black belt Braulio under Bradley? Still, I think, but yeah. Yeah. I'd like mine from Haley. Like, she's... Cause how many, is it every two years you get a stripe? I think it's either two and a half or three years. Two and a half, isn't it? Might be, yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's why Seven they have two gradings. Seven and a half years. Seven and a half, well... That's pretty much the same amount of time. Laura can give same me Same amount of time it took you to get your black belt until you can give a black belt out to someone else. Mm. Which, it seems about right. It yeah. seems fair. I like it. But, um, no, I've said the same. Like, I reckon... Yeah. Honestly, yeah. like, the... Since I first met Haley, like, she's literally been a hero to me. Like, I love her to pieces. Like, uh, her personality, her fighting style, her teaching style, everything. Uh, it was just really... Um, meshes with me really well so like we just have the best time and it doesn't feel like training because you're just having fun with yeah. a friend exactly. so yeah like honestly um, if I could be her first black belt I'd fucking jump all over that shit <laughs> but, yeah I don't know how it would work for Laura just go back to train there when you're a brown belt. <laughs> brown belt, three stripes. Hey, Laura, you still, you still a yeah, GB? Yeah. Not like, <laughs> not like a, I'm just going to wait to contact you. Like um, like actually, I was speaking to her the other day because I was so confused because obviously, did you um, see the IBJJF like sort of world titles in Kendall and, oh, what's her name? Flat, what's her? Oh. Heather. The yeah. Nogi Worlds? Yes. Um, oh, what's... What happened? I can't think of a name off is the top of my head. Is this Black Belt World? Going, yeah. But give me, give me is one Is it the second. Absolute or is it the... Um, uh, Jessica Flowers. Right. So Jessica Flowers and Kendall Reusing um, were Black Belt finalists and I was really confused at how it happened because they were both posting that they were division and double like they were double gold champions so they were division and absolute champions like open class and I was like going oh well how's that the case because I saw um, obviously their fights and both of them did so good like their fights were amazing and um, I know Kendall because she came and stayed with me while she was like training in Britain for a while. Mm. Um, it's really cool. But I was really confused at how it all happened. 
So obviously I got hold of Laura and was like, um, what's happening? Like, how are they both doing it? But obviously because they're both GB, they're both training partners. Um, Did they close they out? They got to the, yeah, they closed out. So they got to the final of the division together and the final of the open class together. So they, um, so Kendall took gold in the division and gave, like, and I think he took silver. Yeah, and then in the open class, then they switched it over. So right. technically, they're they're both. Yeah, that's fair enough. How do you feel about that? Although technically, <laughs> they're not double golds, are they? Because they didn't fight. Yeah. Um, no, I get it. Yeah. I think it's I think it's hard though because what would you do if you were in a final against another GB girl or like someone from Inspire I wouldn't care if it was it was black belt GB or what I, I wouldn't care if it was GB or any other thing if even if we were from the same affiliation or anything let's fight yeah but if it's someone who you train with day in, day out, your best friends, like their situation, hmm. um, it all depends. Because say if I got to a black belt level and it was me and Laura, in that fight, I'd probably by that know that Laura would beat me. So I'd probably say, Laura, don't you dare be like giving me a sympathy gold like i know i respect it but there would be a part of me like which would be like let's just fucking put on a really good fucking fight and display yeah like let's go for it i'm not going to be upset about it um i think the issue with them two is because they're so evenly matched Mm. there could possibly be heartbreak and the guilt of that and all that so i understand what they're doing that's but yeah if it's like to each their own and everything, but also it's like if you're if you get to the the final and like uh, say it is like a situation where it's you and Laura, she's had her black belt for however many years you've just got your mm-hmm. black belt, and this is her first time that she could possibly get a black belt world title. Yeah, and then this is your first opportunity. Do you just go? You've earned it. Yeah. Yeah, but I know for a fact sh- that she still beat my ass, so why yeah. not just fight <laughs> fight it and put on a good display in her win? Like, Yeah, but like you said, those two were more evenly matched. Yeah. So there was no guarantee for either of them. Yeah, so that's why I kind of understand, understand what they were doing. Okay. Would you do um, just a pre-agreed, oh yeah, you take this one, I take that one. Would you do like rock, paper, scissors... What's your what's your closeout of choice? Um Ah, oh, it's hard because I, I turned around and I was I was thinking this, like why would you choose to take the division gold over the open class? I know. Because open class is so much better than like to win a gold <laughs> in that than your division. Um I don't know, who cares? Yeah. The end of they the day, clearly it... don't, they're both happy about it. Yeah. Um I just thought if you, if you get a chance and watching any of their fights, um it's well worth it. It's mm. pretty pretty awesome. At the end of the day it's a black belt world title. There yeah. aren't many of them around. Exactly. You know what pissed me off though, is every um whoever came third in both of them, because obviously it's normally like the next day, isn't it? Like the, the yeah. finals then. 
So the, when they were awarding the medals, somewhat the people didn't turn up for the third place. So obviously when IBJJF like put the photos up, people like blokes were commenting underneath like going, um, yeah, but is it really a world title if you haven't actually fought for it? <sighs> and it's like fucking hell, both of these girls have like had about seven fights. Have a look at the bracket or whatever. It's like fucking impressive. Um, but bless them, they both like commented back. Kendall was like going. Um, oh no unfortunately like the other you know yeah, the girls didn't turn up to get their medals um, what are you going to do but was really polite about it and then like yeah. <laughs> and I was thinking fucking hell if I was there I'd have ripped him a second arsehole on this um, that's because they got a little bit of class and you're yeah. like don't say it's the wrong way I'm you're from Birmingham, from Birmingham yeah, like, <laughs> I mean come on <laughs> it's true I'd have <laughs> you actually Want me to rip that fucking anus out of your face and put it in your mouth? But no, that is like uh, it is one of the common stigmas within the sport. Like, um, there are still people who say, like, yeah, it's a world championship, but it's a woman's world championship. It's not the same. Like, so you're still putting the same fucking <laughs> exactly only because only because like categories are smaller doesn't mean that it's any less of a thing because if the categories were bigger you'd do the same thing you'd do the same thing you'd still get to that podium I I, I... honestly it it really beggars belief and like these comments never come from people who achieve they always come from the people who are keyboard warriors yep or they just haven't won a competition themselves. They don't know what it takes to win. <coughs> Ooh. Sorry, I'm so... <coughs> yeah, right in my mouth. <laughs> That's the way... Uh, uh, I, I like, like it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Look at, look at the waves on there. <laughs> just looking at the waves on the computer where it's suddenly spiked from me sneezing. I'm so ill. I was speaking to Joe the other day. Um... She was, um, I want to say having a go. She wasn't having a go. Um, but she was having a go at the fact that um, my laugh comes through the radio at like three times the uh, <laughs> three times the sound volume of everything else. It's because i got a boisterous laugh. I fucking love oh, laughing. Joe needs to... Calm her nuts, her, I know. Keep her mouth shut. Keep, keep her, her dirty little whore mouth shut. <laughs> keep your opinions to yourself. <laughs> we love you, really. Even though you're a smelly poo bum. Huh. I know, I know. Smelly poo bum? Yeah. You need to go watch Star Wars. That's what you need to do. Why are you being like this? <laughs> Who's this? Sm- smelly poo bum. Smelly poo bum. Me, obviously. I wrote a note to uh, one of the girls at work that basically just says, you're a smelly bum hole. Yeah. And uh, she left it on her desk and my manager came over and was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> but in French. She's like, what the fuck is this? And I was like, oh yeah, that's me telling Serena she's a smelly bum hole. And she was like, what's a bum hole? And I was like, your anus. And she was like, Ugh! <laughs> it was hilarious. But... <laughs> My manager likes me. <laughs> Good job, because you'd be sacked. <laughs> have, have we had any more questions for her? No, that's kind of the only question we've had through. Like, 
I haven't really had people talking like to the thing, but it's fine because we haven't asked. <laughs> how about you? How about next week you um put in some questions for us? Yeah. Message us with some questions. And then we'll completely ignore them and talk about ourselves because that's what we do. Well, we haven't. We've. I'm kidding. We've, we've answered a question there, haven't we? I think we. I think we answered it a little bit. The answer to the question is: Do what feels right. Speak. Communicate. Yeah. But prioritize yourself over everybody else exactly like at the end of the day don't be scared to be selfish because selfish is self-love look at you you're a real inspiration i am Um, i get told that often (laughs) like at the end of the day your progress is down to you and you need to make the best decisions for yeah your journey so yeah speak to the coaches Speak to the people that you train with. Like, let's put it this way. If I was so, com- like, literally, GB, 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 I, I wouldn't be training now. No. And that would be detrimental to myself, my mm. um, my martial arts and everything else. Like, you've got to kind of do what's right. And I think um, it shows, doesn't it? Like, say, Bradley Hill. Mm. GB, GB, GB. Spent his whole life with GB. Got his black belt and Braulio GV, and then obviously he's moved to London to be with his partner and everything, and now mm. his um, fight zone. Fight zone. Mm. So, and that's fine. Like he's done what's right for himself, his career, and everything else. And um, people could turn around and be like, "Well, why didn't he go to a GB London? Like mm. one of the um, other, but it would not have fit in. It would not have been." Yeah he would not have been able to have done that and continued to be able to live happily with his salary, with yeah. his travel expenses and everything else. So, But he still comes to GB and trains yeah. when he's around. So. Of course. And they're like seen as Chetmat, like, because he's Chetmat now. It's like, God... <laughs> They're like seen as like the polar opposites, like enemies, aren't they? So, um, <laughs> but like I think so. If someone like him can make the right life choice with that decade of commitment, then mm. we should be all right with just a couple of years. Yeah, and like, let's face it, just until you get to like purple brown belt you're still kind of finding your way in the sport like you have every right to dip your toe in multiple places just to see what fits Mm. like i know that if i was just to train under um the guys at total i would get a decent well-rounded game yeah but my progression would suffer because I'm only exposed to the same people all the time. Whereas if I travel and I expose my jujitsu to other people and I have the opportunity to learn from other people, my jujitsu gets to evolve around not just the guys at Total, but the experiences of everybody else. And like, that's not to say that I'm not proud of where I train because I... I love the guys at uh, Total, but like 
for me, when I travel to these other gyms, I see gyms. myself... Gyms. Gyms. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm, I'm trying to become more Portuguese. <laughs> um, but when I travel to these other gyms... Oh, you got me saying it now. <laughs> Fuck. You said <laughs> These it other the gyms. Uh, when I go to these other gyms, um, I want to be a good representative for that style of jiu-jitsu that I've learned. Yeah. So, and it's also an opportunity for me to test what I know against other people's jiu-jitsu. So, like, I know the teaching styles from Total are different to the teaching styles at, like, Fight Zone or at GB Mm -hmm. or, um, like, Combat Base or the Phoenix or in any of these other gyms. Mm -hmm. So it's really nice to see one, how other people train and like the kind of um, games that they build up based on who their black belts are and also how they try to, well, how they nullify my own jujitsu. I think it's weird though, because you're saying that, but I don't think there's one, there's really like one style at GB Birmingham. Well, no, because like, but then I think if, obviously with smaller gyms, you've got like your one coach in charge for GB mm. Birmingham, there's so many coaches and so many coaches suit different people's styles. Well, yeah, like the styles are going to change uh, mm. depending on the sex of the person, the height of the person, the weight of the person. Like, yeah. And then where they're all teaching, you're getting like five or six different styles of jiu-jitsu at once uh, it's one of the reasons that i love Stu so much like he's only little and he's able to give really good details on tall people jiu-jitsu so when i have questions and like i i moan to him a lot by saying like basically saying look i'm not a monkey i'm not agile Mm-hmm. I'm not uh, small. I can't get into these places. Like, what can I do? And he gives me some really good, helpful tips on how to use my size to my benefit in the positions that we're training. Yeah. Which is, like, not everyone gets that uh, level of expertise. And, like, the more you travel around and the more people that you get to experience, especially if you're fortunate enough to... Um, experience people your size your weight who have similar games to you mm-hmm. and they're like three or four belts above you like you get to benefit from all of their years of experience kind of brings me on to the next thing that I wanted to talk about are we done with this subject yeah yeah cool <laughs> I want to talk to you about a subject that um, I read about uh, not too long ago called uh, belt inflation I know, I know, it's weird. So essentially, uh, jiu-jitsu today isn't the same as jiu-jitsu 10 years ago. And someone was asking, uh, I think I read a Reddit post where someone essentially said, um, blue belts today don't hold a candle to the blue belts like 10 odd years ago. Yeah, And it's like, I don't know if that's entirely true, because... Did we touch upon this last week, where we were talking about how um, people turn around and say that they're... 
obviously as it's developed it your belts that you become better people are better now yeah at different belts than they were back when there wasn't as many people yeah. around and that certain black belts shouldn't what i think f- we just i think we discussed this last week are you sure we, we were saying that, yeah we didn't have or maybe did we do it we were having this conversation with nat about Keenan Cornelius yes. saying that Hickson uh, would be about the the grade of a, a decent purple belt today. Yeah. So that's essentially what belt inflation is. Like the evolution of the sport over the last ten years. Um, like it's weird because there's peaks and troughs in the sport, and the longer it's gone on, the more these move sets have developed. But at the same time. Um, I think there's a big difference between someone who has earned their belt from turning up and someone who has earned their belt through competition. Yeah. Does that make sense? Sorry. It's like you're always going to have people who come pay their dues and rank up through, uh, I want to say osmosis, but it's not the right term. But it's the one I'm going to use because this is my podcast, goddammit, and I get to say whatever I want. (laughs) Um, But that's not to take anything away from that belt from them either because they've put their time in and, like, they aren't going to be given that belt from their instructor if they don't meet the criteria of the instructor for that belt. But, like, the... The article I read was some kid was given his uh, blue belt and one of the purple belts at his gym was like, yeah, but it's not, it's not as good as, like, it's just handed out nowadays. I think it's, like... The purple belt's being real salty, yeah, obviously. I think it's, um, all of that is bullshit and I think when we discussed it in person, like, at the end of the day, your journey is your journey. Some people can do it through competing, some people can do it through knowledge. Hmm. Um... You've got two sides of the spectrum there, but at the end of the day, if someone's gave that belt yeah. to them, then they deserve it, regardless of what it's for. Mm. And when people are looking at um, the difference in earning a belt now compared to when you weren't a belt... Like 10 odd years ago. 10 odd years ago. Yeah, the skill sets are going to be different because it's mm. developed so much. But that belt's based... It doesn't take anything away from no. that person. Yeah, if they got given, I don't know, like a black belt 10 years ago and they haven't trained in the last 10 years mm. and then they come back, naturally, they're going to be of a shit standard. Yeah. Like, But it doesn't mean that they're not a black belt because they earned it. They've done their... Exactly, trips. they put their time in. Yeah. Like Because otherwise, do you turn around then and say, oh, that purple belt hasn't trained in two years due to injury, so... We're going to take that away. They're going to become a white belt and they've got to work their way back up to it. No, you don't. Like, mm. if, if you're you someone that generally well. sits there and questions this and thinks that people don't deserve belts or then you're the issue with martial arts, not yeah. the people that are receiving them. Yeah, definitely. Like, if you're looking at another person's belt and you're questioning it, then you're the one who has the issue. Definitely. Yeah. Like, um, all of that said, like, 
it's not just that the sport has evolved and like the the move sets and the techniques and stuff have evolved with the sport like you're also benefiting from uh like just the sheer weight of knowledge and experience that's available now mm. compared to 10 years ago where there was hardly anything around you've got people who are actually who've been drawn to the sport as a teacher as well like there's so many different things that go into uh training someone and getting them to skill up now that like it's not a case of someone's just going to go into their first class and spar constantly they're going to do one or two techniques and then spar 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 like there's uh, like the training itself is a lot more targeted people um are they're more aware of what they want from the sport as well like i i wasn't in the sport at the beginning i've only been in the sport about four years mm -hmm. but i do have a, a an inkling that there was a lot of machismo in the sport 10 years ago mm -hmm. like it was very um I assume it was very masculine, very, um, like MMA was essentially like people went in there like to prove how hard they were. Whereas now it's more, it's more accessible. It's more, um, I don't it's, it's viewed as a, it's not really aggressive. It's, it's a passive, um, defensive art if that makes any sense yeah. like I, I haven't met a single teacher who's trying to impart their knowledge to hurt someone it's always to pacify like no one's saying if you really want to hurt someone you do this this and this you you grab them here you do this it's, it's always um like they're always talking about diffusing a situation the first response is always to run away and like if you can't run away then this is how you uh, deal with these entanglements and then they're always trying to show you ways to progress in a safe way and get away or if we're talking about sports jiu-jitsu they're always giving you uh, like the best advice to uh, pass the guard they're always giving you the best advice to uh, apply pressure correctly like no one's going there to say and this is how you really hurt them here. This is how you yeah. crank the neck. This is how you smother Unless the you come face. to one of my self-defense classes. <laughs> it's like, you kick them in the nuts. You fucking bite the shit out of him. <laughs> I actually saw that at the Euros. Really? Um, I think it was a, a purple belt. He was uh, getting armbarred and he bit the underside of the guy's leg. And like the guy jumped up. And uh, he was like, the guy fucking bit me. <laughs> and the guy was like, what are you talking about? And uh, you end up getting DQ'd. The, the guy showed the bite marks on his leg. Fucking hell. It's ridiculous. That's impressive. God. But like... I don't know. The, the sport's come so far in such a short time that I think it's... It kind of detracts from what it's evolved into by saying that the belt doesn't have the same value that it did previously because I've not met a single uh, blue belt who hasn't earned the belt. Yeah. Like, like there's different levels of 
blue belt, but that's the same as when you go to different academies. There's different yeah. levels of blues. There's different levels. Of Who course. Just, fuck, just mind your own business. Keep your head down exactly. and do your own thing. Like, that's how I see it. Like, everyone has their own idea of what a blue belt should be. But technically, I would say that the definition of a blue belt is someone who has a firm grasp of the fundamentals and can defend themselves adequately. That's it. Like, you're not winning the world. But you can buy a blue belt online. Chill. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what I mean? It's just... It's just weird. There are systems where you can just buy them online. Like, buy the system online, read it, answer some questions, and you get a belt. Like... Mm. But I'm saying, like, I'm not saying that that's... But I'm just like, if if you want to moan about something, moan about that. Don't moan about people who are actually on the mats learning and doing something. Are you talking about Gracie University? Yeah. See, that's... It's the same but different. They have a different belt system, but they still, like, if they want to actually get their belt from the instructor, they have to go and demonstrate everything in a grading ceremony. Yeah. So, like, there's still... um, there's still a barrier that they have to go through. Like they're not just going to no, be. No, it's just it. It, it's all these people like just moaning about stuff. It's like oh, there's really worse things in the world than yeah. <laughs> Stop being so passionate about stuff. So you touched on something um, not so long ago that I definitely want to speak to you about because one of my friends keeps telling me that they're going to do it, and it irks me because I love them and they definitely shouldn't do it. But they're I like. Know. No, oh. that doesn't irk me. Oh. Love is love, you know. <laughs> oh, um, okay, so my friend is a uh, purple belt. They got their purple belt and they trained for a few months and then they had to stop. They haven't trained for about three years now. Mm-hmm. And they're looking at going back to jiu-jitsu, but they're like, I'm just going to go back as a white belt. No. Yeah, that's what I said. You're a purple belt. You earned your belt. Go on the mat and say, "I haven't done. I haven't trained this long." People understand, but it's like riding a fucking bike. You can't be a yeah. You're you're not going to lose the knowledge. You're going to be a purple. You're going to feel like shit. You're not going to be a purple belt. You're not going to be as sharp as you were. Yeah, but it'll come back, and it's not right. Comes back quick, and it's not. It won't be right on the white and blue belts. No. Because that is the definition of sandbagging. You're yeah. literally a purple belt fighting as a white belt. Yeah. You're a purple like, belt. End off. I can see their reasoning for it's it. It's nice that they think that. Like, and it's yeah. It's better to have that mentality than to be like, I'm going to fucking wear my... Because yeah. you are clearly have the respect for the sport to like see that. But no, you've earned your purple belt. Chill. Like, like, come back as purple. Don't get me wrong, their situation's a bit different to some of the other people who I've uh, encountered mm. who have the same question. Like, for them, there's also, um, like, they they stopped because they went through transition. They didn't yeah. want to transition in the sport. And um, now they're looking to get back into it. So their thoughts are, like, explain their belt to a new gym. They don't want... Um, their transition to go back to the old gym like they don't want the like the new guys to i think if it's going to bring up loads of stuff from the past that you've wanted to forget them fair enough but you can't hide away from your journey within martial arts and i think even if you just say like look 
I haven't trained in a while. I did get my purple belt under this mm. team, but like what? I've gone through like, some stuff since. And then. Then, or you could just say like, look, I'm happy. To, I, I'd feel more comfortable wearing my white belt until. But at least that person knows that you are. That coach knows that you're. Yeah. Purple belt. It's all about discretion. Yeah. Um. Sirens again. Every time you come here, there's sirens. I literally never hear them until you come. It's the only reason I come here to hide from the popo. But no, that's that's my opinion on it. And... Yeah. Yeah. Like... Yeah. Like, for me, it's very open and shut. Like, I'm very much of the same opinion, but, like... It's something that you've earned. Like, you put seven years into that belt. Exactly. And, like, you're not going to lose any of the knowledge. You're just going to... It's just going to take probably about four or five months for you to get back on your feet and, like, start feeling good about your jiu-jitsu again. That's literally it. God, my tummy's rumbling. I know. So, yeah, if you're listening, fucking take heed, you stupid piece of shit. (laughs) Well, on that note, I do have to start parting ways because... What? No, I'm not even kidding you, because... Where have you got to be? Toilet. I am... Do you need a wee again? You going on a date? No, I'm not going on a date. Why not? Um, not going on a date. I... Need Pretty a big much, I, I promised to go shopping with someone and tell them and I didn't realise that the shops closed at eight. Um, <laughs> and it's not six. It's no it's seven. Is it? Yeah. Shut up. It's seven. <gasps> oh my days. Yeah. And I just checked Google Maps to find out how far away I am to pick them up. 40 minutes <laughs> and there's no they need the shit for tomorrow <gasps> oh days oh god can't they just get a there's taxi a part there and then you meet like, them there's a part of me which is like oh would they kick off if I said let's just go to the ball ring because it's open till 10 but they've got an essay in at midnight they should have done it before There is one more thing I wanted to speak to you about. Yeah. But, like, I don't want to hold you up. Do it. So, steering away from jujitsu for a moment, I need to read this because it's worded in a specific way. Like, okay. I'm too close to this to have a valid opinion. I do have an opinion, Mm -hmm. but I would like to get. uh, My opinion and then criticise it. Yeah, pretty much. So, is it transphobic to choose not to date a trans person? Oh. So, my... I think this is a really tough one. A a tough question. Mm. Because I... If I met someone who I was blown away by, I was sexually attracted to this assistant, they turn around and said they're trans. I'd be like, 
okay, cool. It wouldn't bother me. Mm. Um, but, and I'm only saying this on the sense where, but I have only ever met a couple of people who I've known, been mm. aware of that have trans, um, like have transitioned who I've been massively sexually attracted to. Mm. Because I only say this that it's really hard unless you've transitioned at such a young age yeah. to hold the things that I see as feminine mm. and that I'm attracted to, i.e. with like a slender a frame. Female. Yeah, like yeah. and I don't know, like I but I'm attracted to like the petiteness of women and everything yeah. else. And I think if you've transitioned later then there's some aspects that you can't help. Mm. And it's not that, but if I... But I think it's down to sexual appeal in that sense of, like, what you're sexually attracted to. Mm. Um, but that would... It's not about the transition. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't not date someone because they're trans, but then I've never... So, like... There was a, a debate that was happening on one of the groups that I'm part of this week. And, mm-hmm. like, there was a massive spectrum of uh, um, comments from trans people on the subject. And, like, one of them got super defensive, like, straight away. It's like, no, anyone who refuses to date a trans person is immediately transphobic. And it's like... But then that would that's make ridiculous... me heterophobic. Yeah, it's... It's a ridiculous stance to have because it kind of implies that trans people are exempt from rejection, which they're not. No one's exempt from rejection. Mm. The way I see it is the only way that it could ever be considered transphobic is the intent behind that person rejecting the trans person. Like, Like you say, if you're attracted to someone and you get along really well and you decide to enter into a relationship and then you find out that they're trans nine times out of ten you'll find out that they're trans a lot sooner (laughs) but you went into that relationship and you find out that they're trans you ask yourself the question are you comfortable with dating a trans person yes Mm -hmm. or no and like either one of those answers is a hundred percent fine because the question is being placed upon you mm-hmm. and it's what you find desirable in a partner. Yeah. Like if you were completely blown away by a, a, a trans woman and then you found out that they were still um, genitally configured uh, with male parts, that's going to play a part in your, your decision because yeah. like if you're, yeah, like if it, at the end of the day, like, um, because that's questioning your sexuality. Mm. So I'm a lesbian. I'm I'm not I don't identify as pansexual. No. So I if say if I fell in love with someone, I date them, fell in love with but say their appearance was as a female, mm. everything like that, but then they hadn't had bottom surgery or wasn't gonna have bottom surgery, I'm not I'm not sexually attracted to penises or like I'm not and that's not me being transphobic that's that's you being I'm a lesbian like I'm not and it's the same thing like 
people ask the question all the time: Why is trans? Uh, why are trans people lumped in with LGBT when uh, trans is an identity and uh, like the lesbian, gay, bi uh, is a sexuality? Like, mm-hmm. I, it's a sexual identity, whereas uh, trans is a personal identity. It's like people get them mixed up all the time. Like, there's nothing sexual about being transgender or transsexual. That's all about your mind state and your uh your personal belief of who you are being lesbian gay and bi that is that 100 percent dictates who you're sexually attracted to mm. if you're not sexually attracted to penises then that closes off a section of the trans community it's kind of like when people turn around and be like ah oh, people are biphobic because they don't date bi people but this is the <laughs> You know, like, yeah. where girls just won't date by men because they, they, they just think it's disgusting that they're gay. This and, like, they'll think it's gay. So that with that point of view, mm. that is biphobic because you think it's disgusting or whatever. But if generally you have insecurities mm. and you're scared that, you know, it's hard enough obviously being insecure anyway and worrying about one gender, but when you're worrying about two, mm. like, you know yourself, could you date a bi person? And that's not bi because it's about you and your yeah. personal exactly. like, beliefs and thoughts on that. Like, personally, like, I... Bi people have such a hard time as well because, like, it's such a, a strange identity. To I say strange, like, uh, I don't mean that in a uh, malicious way, but, like, they find themselves occupy, occupying an odd space in that they could enter into a heteronormative relationship and then people would automatically question their whether or not they're bi. Like, I thought you said you were bi. Why are you dating, like, a man? It's weird, like, everyone knows my ex is bisexual. Yeah. And... Without getting into it too much, like, it... There's certain aspects of that which really fucked me off in that relationship in the sense where it was ended because um, she wanted a biological baby. Mm. That's what pissed me off. Because I was like, if you were truly bisexual, it's about the person and you'd have just loved me and had my biological baby in the way that it was. Yeah. But, yeah, and it was like, I just didn't... Mm. really understand it because it was like and it really got to me that because I was like at the end of the day if you it shouldn't matter about them things if at the end like you can be bisexual but then don't enter a relationship knowing that it won't continue to continue because in your head you always want sort of a heterosexual normative relationship like marriage kids and that with a man so Mm. I think there's that issue is like with I know with lesbians and with gay people is like okay are you bi are you bi in just when it comes to sex and casual sex like enjoying Mm. being with that or are you bi when it comes to life in seeing you can see your you can see yourself with a man marrying a man or marrying a woman Mm. and it shouldn't matter about all the other aspects Mm. like I think that's the issue is where I would say it lies with bisexual people to actually state that when going for pe- 
going into relationships in the sense like yeah. I know that could be intense but saying like I you know what like I am bisexual but this is purely physical physical yeah. because I always envision my life in a heteronormal relationship mm-hmm. which is fair enough fine like but don't string along mm. someone who wants their norm if that makes sense like a lesbian life yeah. and marriage and that then to like turn around at a certain point but, but once again you're asking people to be very honest about the sexuality that they probably don't understand as of yet yeah um you're like you've always uh dated women yeah. right like, i'm pretty sure we've talked about this before but like i've always like i've only had female partners in the past mm-hmm. and uh when i was socially male like i was very <clears throat> closed off to the emotional aspects of the relationships um which made the relationships themselves very difficult to maintain like the only time that wasn't the case was with my um my ex-wife where we were both very upfront and honest with one another about what we wanted from the relationship and everything that we were bringing to the table like good and bad yeah um since my transition i've uh entered into like one proper relationship and then a couple of maybe relationships yeah and um at the beginning of each of those relationships i've always had uh i've always done the laying everything out on the table just like this is who i am this is what i'm i'm bringing with me uh you are you have to understand that if you're gonna enter into a relationship with me then this is literally everything that you're picking up yeah and like for some people that's overwhelming and it's like i'm happy to be friends but nothing else which is cool like i'm down with that like honesty is great like I'd much rather someone say up front that's too intense for me uh I can't do that and then I can be like yeah cool let's just go our separate ways but like it's it's it's, for me now like as a pansexual person like for me it's all about emotional attachment yeah and like I think I think it's it's beautiful though to be able to live your life with just that to be able to be pan and have that emotional connection side of stuff. Don't get me wrong, I'd still <coughs> I'd still like the physical mm-hmm. side of things, but like it's not going to happen mm-hmm. at the moment, definitely and probably not for a while because if my last relationship taught me anything it's that I have a lot of hang-ups about my body Mm. and physical intimacy like crazy things (laughs) so like for me the emotional connection is the most important because that's how I feel safe in a relationship yeah and having uh intimacy placed on top of that becomes uh difficult I don't think I don't think you're weird for being that way though I think it is all about emotional and then physical you need to feel safe with your partner 
Otherwise, what's the point? Like, um, it's called consent. Yeah, it's <laughs> indeed. Um, yeah, I wouldn't say that you've. With uh, I'm I'm kind of the same. Like, if I'm not vibing on an emotional level, I find it really hard to give myself mm. physically. Um, unless I'm really fucking shit face drunk. Like, no, I'm like every weekend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How did you know my daily life? No. Um, but like, I'm, but I just think that's like a healthy thing, isn't it? Like, yeah. To be that but, way. Like, I have to admit, like, I do kind of get jealous sometimes because, like, I'm not, I'm not entirely without, um, like, uh, libido. I'm yeah. not entirely without like sexual thoughts it's just i find it extremely intimidating to act upon them with Mm. especially with someone new um and like finding relationships now is literally the most difficult thing on the planet yeah it's just our (laughs) our way of I think oh, I just think it's shit in all honesty. Mm. I think if you meet someone and you enjoy them, like I think you should just. I, I there is a part of me which I get into a point now where I'm just like, one night fuck abiding. No, <laughs> like <laughs> fuck abiding by all these rules and what people should think and how you should behave and what's right and what's wrong and just live because we all yeah. only live one life and honestly. As long as you're happy and you're not hurting anyone, then just try and just think. Well, what's the worst? What's the well, like, yeah. what can come of this? What's the worst thing that can come of this? And just try and enjoy every moment of your life with mm. with people. And I'm not even saying that in a sexual way. I'm like, just I think there's so much around like the be all or end all or like what's gonna work out and what's not and just try and enjoy it and just enjoy life and just yeah yeah stop stop getting in your own head sometimes and just think well fuck it well it's not even being in your own head it's the um it's more societal norms that people have had impressed upon them uh, from a young age and like it happens to women a lot earlier than it happens to men mm-hmm. um, and like oh my god I saw one of my um, ma- my memories po- come up on Facebook today of this guy who posted this thing on uh, Twitter that said is the female orgasm even really real because no one I know has ever experienced it and like women don't <laughs> don't actually orgasm and all of this. It's just like No, that's just You're Just because you didn't shit in bed. Just because you haven't experienced it doesn't mean it doesn't happen. <laughs> uh, I completely forgot the point I wanted to make, but it's fine. <laughs> um But yeah, not dating trans people isn't transphobic. Um as long as it's not coming from a malicious place. Yeah. Like if you are a hundred percent attracted to a person and then you found out that they had a genitalia that wasn't compatible with your sexuality, it, you're hundred percent within your rights to say, I'm sorry, but that's not for me. Like it would be transphobic if they went, Ugh, no. And then like yeah. palmed you away. Like that's, that's not on, but it it's definitely not transphobic to yeah. basically just say, look, I love you, I respect you, mm. but 
it's just not for me. Yeah. Like, that's, that's fine. And like, if, <sighs> I'm going to say something pretty harsh about the trans community now, and people are going to judge me. No, I could say many of bad things about the gay <laughs> community as well. <laughs> but like, the trans community really needs to pick its fucking battles. Because yeah. if they take offence to everything that happens, no one's going to take anything that you are offended by seriously. Yeah. At all. And like, if you're hung up on someone rejecting you over something that's well within their rights to um, knock you back on, then that's your problem, not theirs. Like, they're your hang-ups. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not to say that... Take rejection on the chin. <laughs> yeah, but, like... There's only so much that you can do. <laughs> Are they really fucking kicking off? No, I'm just... Making noise. Yeah, aren't I? Cool. Just, just tell them that you needed to have a shit, and it took you ten minutes to get out of your fucking dungarees. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, dress like a farmer, and I don't know why. No, they're not. I'm just very hungry. Sat enough saying thirty nine minutes now. Fuck. <laughs> it's gonna be eight o'clock because we've been on for another twenty minutes. Uh, one minute past eight. Oh no. Just tell them that you can't get there in time and you'll go to that other place. That does it by 10. Yeah, Birmingham. (laughs) (laughs) The fuck? Gonna have to sort it out. That's okay. Anyway, so in conclusion, um, yeah, essentially, bullies learn respect. Mm-hmm. When they're entered into martial arts, yeah, train where you want, yeah, speak to your instructors, yeah, figure out what it is you want from the sport and like who you want to rank up under or where you get the most benefit, and then go through them. Uh, what was the other one? Like, yes, the sport's progressed in 10 years. And yes, the belts mean exactly the same thing now as they did 10 years ago. It's just that the standards have changed, but they haven't denigrated, essentially. Mm-hmm. They've just, they're just different. They're not better or worse. Wear your purple belt with pride. Yes. You know who I'm fucking talking to as well? Wear it. You smelly fucking penis. And, uh, yeah. Not everyone's transphobic. Like I am. Honestly, <laughs> me too. <laughs> like the amount of internal transphobia I have is literally one of the insecure. It's one of the reasons I'm so. Um, I think most people in our community have that, don't they? Yeah. About everything coming out, being out. I had it when I first. Was it's crazy. Still have it now. Same. Fucking hate lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> No, all my transphobia is internal. Go for the straight girls. <laughs> <laughs> They're easier to turn. Yeah. Um, but not easy to keep. <laughs> no, uh. no. 
struck in the corner. Probably get a couple of orgasms out with them, but that's it. (laughs) Anyway, I think that's it. I'm going to let you go and apologise to your friend. Oh, God. God. My schedule's just shit. I my timekeeping shit, my schedule shit, and I'm just shit. <laughs> are you around next week? Yes, I am. You are. Yes. Cool. Right. So, we'll do another one next we're, Tuesday. We're gonna have a Christmas podcast. <laughs> oh, that was very high pitch. And I know. That means I've got to leave. <laughs> okay. Right. Anyway, um, thank you very much for sitting down and talking to me yet again. It's been uh, it's been real. Oh, before we go, yeah. how how was the therapy session like last week? Has have you found that you've been able to sit back and reflect on what we discussed last week? And like, really take it all in <laughs> yeah, about just, how it's not all about you and <laughs> just, um, other people are people too. And... I've learnt nothing. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> brilliant. Okay, well, thank you very much for listening. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to let Sophie off, off. Oh, God. I'm so late. <laughs> okay. Love you all. Love you, bye. Bye.